to go to the book of Ezekiel. 47. I want to give honor to the pastor of this house and bishop of this house and all the leaders that are here. Amen. I want to go to the book of Ezekiel. 47. says afterward in the first verse Ezekiel chapter 47 verse 1 it says afterward he brought me again unto the door of the house and behold waters issued out from under the threshold of the house eastward for the forefront of the house stood toward the east and the waters came down under from the right side of the house and the south side of the altar. Then brought me out of the way of the gate northward and led me about the way without unto the utter gate by the way that looketh eastward. And behold, there ran out water on the right side. And the man that had the line in his hand went forth eastward. He measured a thousand cubits, and he brought me towards the waters, and the waters were to the ankles. Again he measured a thousand, and brought me through the waters, and the waters were to the knees. Again he measured a thousand, and brought me through the waters where to the loins. Afterward, he measured a thousand, and it was a river that I could not pass over. For the waters were risen, waters to swim in, a river that could not be passed over. And he said unto me, Son of man, hast thou seen this? Then he brought me and caused me to return to the brink of the river. Now when I had returned, behold, at the bank of the river were very many trees on one side and on the other. Then said he unto me, These waters issue out towards the east country and go down into the desert. And go to the sea, go into the sea, which beyond, which beyond, which being brought forth into the sea, the waters shall be healed. Let me read that again. It says, then said he unto me, these waters issue out towards the east country and go down into the desert and go into the sea, which brought forth into the sea, the waters shall be healed. And it shall come to pass that everything that liveth 
which moveth. Everything that liveth, which moveth, whithersoever the rivers shall come, shall live. And there shall be a very great multitude of fish, because these waters shall come thither. For they shall be healed, and everything shall live, whether the river cometh. This morning, I want to talk to you about rivers to swim in, waters to swim in. I want to talk to you this morning about waters to swim in. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I know that you have brought us to this house for this time. We trust you, God, that your will will be accomplished in this room. In the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord God, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. In the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord God, that there will be a moving of the waters in this house. Lord, I pray, God, that there will be a direction that would take place in the lives of your people. Lord, that would cause them to move to action. I pray, Lord God, that you would liberate. I pray that you would set people free. But I pray, Lord God, that people would move with purpose concerning the things of your spirit and the word of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord God, that in this place, that you would continue to heal, that you would continue to free, that you would continue to deliver. We bind the spirit of fear in this house the power and the authority that is in the name of Jesus. And we release boldness, we release power, we release love, we release peace, we release a sound mind. In the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord God, tonight that there will be people, that there will be an awakening that would take place in the hearts of your people. Lord God, that they will make decisions this day that will transition the rest of their life. In the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord God, that those in this room that are vacillating between two opinions make up in their mind today what they're going to do. In the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord God, that your will be done in this house. Father, we worship you and we glorify you. Pray, Lord God, that you would fill souls with your spirit. We pray, Lord God, that you would wash away sins. We pray, Lord God, that miracles would happen, that you would heal people's bodies but today i pray for mobilization instant mobilization in the name of jesus lord god i pray that there will be a boldness to respond to the holy ghost in jesus name amen put your hands together and worship the lord all over this house You can be seated. The prophet said after, afterward, he brought me again unto the door of the house. He said, and behold, waters issued out from under the threshold 
of the house eastward, for the forefront of the house stood toward the east. And the waters came down from under, from the right side of the house, at the south side of the altar. Then he brought me out of the way of the gate northward, led me about the way without unto the utter gate by the way that looketh eastward. And behold, there ran out water on the right side. And when the man that had the line in his hand went forth eastward, he measured a thousand cubits, and he brought me through the waters, and the waters were to the ankles. Again, he measured a thousand and brought me through the waters, and the waters were to the knees. Again, he measured a thousand and brought me through the waters, were to the loins. Afterward, he measured a thousand, and it was river that I could not pass over. For the waters were risen, waters to swim in, a river that could not be passed over. And he said unto me, Son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me, uh, caused me to return to the brink of the river. Now when I return, behold, at the bank of the river were very many trees on one side and on the other. Then said he unto me, these waters issue out towards the east country. Go down into the de- and go down into the desert and go into the sea, which being brought forth into the sea, the waters shall be healed. And it shall come to pass that everything that liveth, which moveth whithersoever the rivers come, shall live. And there shall be a very great multitude of fish, because the waters shall come thither, for they shall be healed, and everything shall live wherever the river comes in contact with. The Bible declares that the Lord would be in us a well of living water. Water is worthless. That water is stagnated. That water has no movement. But we understand that water is something that is very significant to a person that intends on living. They tell me that a good part of this earth, the majority of it, is made up of water. And it is also said that the human body, the significant part of that body, is made up of water. It is very difficult and challenging for anything to live for any significant period of time without water. 
A person can fast and they can go days, weeks, and even months without food. But if you go just a few days without water, that body can break completely down. You can live a long time without food, but you can only live just a short period of time without water. Water is what is used to feed the beast, the beast to, to, to give the drink the beast in the field. Water is what is used to keep alive the trees that are in the forest. Water is there to not only keep alive the trees that are in the forest, but is there to keep alive the fowls that are in the air. If anything is going to grow, it's going to not only need food, but its main source of survival will be water. The Bible makes the statement that the prophet Ezekiel was taken up in a vision. And as he's taken up in the vision, he recognizes seeing what appeared to be water. That went under the threshold of the house eastward. He begins to talk concerning this flow of water that was heading in the direction from where the altar was to where the east side of the house was. He begins to describe the flow of this water. He begins to describe the location of this water. And this amazingly, this water was not something that was standing still, but this water was moving in a direction. Can I tell you that the water that God has put on you moves with direction? It is very challenging to go against the direction of the water. It is very challenging to go against the direction of the current. But when God put the current, when God put the direction in the water, he did it for a reason. He did it for a purpose. We understand that there is nothing that God does for no reason. But the Bible lets us know that as this water was moving, the prophet said, He's seen a man. I've come to tell you that what he saw was not just any man, but he saw what we understand to be an angel. And as he looked at this angel, the Bible lets us know that the angel had a line in his hand. And he went forth eastward. And the Bible declares he measured 1,000 cubits. And he brought it through the waters, to the waters. And the Bible declares that he came to a point where the waters were ankle deep. I've come to talk to some people in this room today that you hang out by the waters, but you are only in certain locations. See, the only, the thing that we understand is that we know that life is nothing more than just a vapor. 
We're here in one minute and we're gone the next minute. By the time people feel like they've got life figured out, it is at that moment in time that that person is getting ready to depart. I was speaking to my wife yesterday and I was talking about the things that we have learned over time. Things that we've learned about life. Things that we've learned as a family. Things that we have learned in our relationship with God. I remember telling her, I said, man, I hope that I have as much more time in front of me as I do behind me. Because there's something about if you could go back or if you could live out the understanding that you have. There's something about the human nature of the man that assumes that life would probably be just a little bit better. But I've come to tell you this morning that there are those that are here today and you live in such a way that you never move beyond what is comfortable to you. I've come to tell you this morning, it is my intention to make you uncomfortable. It is my desire to make you so fidgety that you will either move out of the back door or you will move to the altar. Because I've come to tell you that God did not place us in this world to live in our own comfort zone that we built for ourselves. But God's desire is that we would take comfort in knowing that we are in the perfect will of God. There have been seasons in my life where I was trying to figure out how in the world that I stumble across this season. There were times in my life where I've asked the question, Lord, why have you allowed me to be in this predicament? But I've come to tell you that in the silence of God, I've learned to take comfort that wherever God is silent, God is working. And in that, I've taken comfort in the fact that if God is silent, then it must be because he is working something in some area that evidently works together for his good. It works together for the good of the Lord. It works together for the good of the individual. It works together for the perfect will and the plan of God for an individual's life. I've asked God, Lord, why? And it's in that season where I take comfort that even if I don't understand the why, I understand the fact that evidently this must be in God's plan and God's will for my life. There are many people in this room that we live in such a way that we want to live in what is comfortable, even if what is comfortable is uncomfortable with God. We're comfortable living in places of comfort, 
even if our comfort is out of the will of God. But I've come to tell you this day that God is desiring to shift you from your comfort zone to his comfort place. He is trying to move you from your comfort zone into his secret place. But you will only find that place when you're seeking the perfect will of God for your life. The Bible lets us know that if we would love the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love our neighbor as ourself, the scripture declares if we do that, we will fulfill the law of God. Can I tell you that we're not here for God to fulfill our will. But we are here for us to fulfill the perfect will of God for our life. If everything in your life is comfortable, I promise you, you are out of the will of God. If everything, every decision you make is a decision that you've always wanted to make, I promise you, you're living out of the will of God. If everything you do is always based upon how you feel and how you think, I promise you that you're out of the perfect will of God for your life. For the Bible declares that his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. As the, high, as the heavens are high, is higher than the earth, the Bible declares so are his thoughts much higher than our way of thinking. That means that if I'm ever going to walk with God, I've got to be willing to surrender the way that I think and be willing to adopt a new mind that comes from God, the mind of God, the mind of Christ, not the way that I think, but think in the way that God thinks. See, the thing is, we love to hear the word of the Lord. We love to hear what God has to say. As a matter of fact, I believe it's in the book of Ezekiel where the scripture declares, he said, my people, they gather just like my people gather. And they come and they say, come here, man. And he said, prophet Ezekiel, they say that you, you, they, they say, come and listen to this man. And they come and they hear just like my people. But they do nothing that I say. He said, because your words unto them are nothing more than just a lovely song. Can I, can I tell you, praise the Lord, that God has not put the ministry in front of you for it to be entertainment to you. But the ministry is in front of you is a spokesman from what God has to say. And the spokesman is speaking that you may apply the word that God is speaking from heaven through a man on earth. But when we become people that only hear what God says, but never do what God says, the Bible declares that we deceive ourselves. Can, can I tell you today that God isn't looking for hearers? God's looking for some doers. 
God is looking for somebody in this church that will make a decision and not say, I'm going to pray about it. Why is it that we have to pray about it when it comes down to doing what God tells us to do, but when it comes down to doing what we want to do, we don't pray about it? Why is it that we've got to seek God on what God is telling us to do, but we don't seek God when it comes down to us doing what we want to do? See, the thing is, is the Bible declares, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. I, I want to see him. I, I want to behold him. I want to see him as he is. I want to see him in the earth. I want to see him in the heavens. I want to see him in prayer. I want to see him outside of prayer. I want to see him in my attitude. I want to see him in my relationship. I want to see him in my giving. I want to see him in my worship. I don't just want to see him when I die, but I want to see him while I'm alive. But the only way I shall see him is if there's a purity of the heart that is within me. Can I talk to somebody in this room? David said, Lord, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit in me. It's not just what you heard. It's what you're going to do with what you've heard. Can I tell you that there must be something on the inside of you at the moment you hear God speak to you, I've got to do something immediately. See, see, the thing is, uh, you got to take God from just being this dictator to being a God that is a lover of your soul. Can, can I tell you, either you're going to see God through a dictatorship or you're going to see God through the merciful love of God. You're either going to see him through Jesus or you're going to see him through the law without Jesus. You're either going to see him through the blood or you're going to see him How you view him would determine how you serve him. If you only view God through uh, through dictatorship, if you only view God as someone that's just bitter and angry with you, then you're going to be more sensitive to the spirit of fear than you are sensitive to the love of God. Jesus made a statement. He said, I do the things. He said, I only do that which pleaseth the Father. Are, are, are you a God pleaser or are you a self pleaser? Are you a God pleaser or are you a man pleaser? See, see, Jesus said, I only do those things which pleaseth the Father. That means that when the Father spoke to him, he said, all right, sir, all right, God, whatever you desire, that's what I desire. When he sought the Lord in the wilderness, I mean in the garden of Gethsemane, and he said, Lord, if you can let this cup pass from me, let it pass. He said, but nevertheless, not my will, then, but your will be done. Can I tell you that he 
he was not in the garden fighting over whether or not he was going to obey God or not. He was in the garden dealing with the fact that he has to embrace uh, that he's going to do the will of God. What do you mean? Can I tell you? He's not sitting back grieving the Holy Ghost uh, on whether or not he's going to obey the will of God. Uh, What's happening is the Holy Ghost uh, is grieving his flesh uh, because he recognizes uh, that what he's getting ready to endure is much more greater than what his flesh is willing to endure. But because he has a desire to obey the will of God, he has a desire to fulfill the pleasure of God. He said, I'd rather crucify myself and become what God wants me to become than to crucify the will of God and save myself. You've got to be willing you got to be willing to leave everything. He said, if any man comes after me, let him deny himself. Let him take up his cross and let him follow after me. If there will be those that will miss it, that straight gate, And that narrow way is because they have a a broad perspective on obedience to the will of God. The Bible says, enter into the straight gate. Straight as the gate narrows away that leads to the path of life. And few be there that find it. What do you mean? That, That means that the only reason why people miss it is because they don't find it. The ones that find it enter into it. But those that don't find it, those that don't enter into it, is because they never found it. The Bible declares, he said, you will find me after you have sought for me with all of your heart. Can I tell you, church, that Broadway, you can keep 85% of your heart and give God the other 15%. Broadway, you can live and keep 95, give God 95% and hold 5% back for yourself. But if you're ever going to find that straight gate, you got to give God the whole 100%. I'm not going to be satisfied until I find you. You say, well, brother hurt. My gas tank says I'm on full. Or the gauge says it's on full. But your tank says you got a few more gallons left. Can, can I tell you this morning that God says that You will find me after you have sought for me with all of your heart. The only way that you're going to be pure in heart 
is if you give God all of your heart. Any part of your heart that you won't give is toxic. Any part of your heart that you won't give is contaminated. And the little bit that you hold back contaminates the other part that you are, that you are willing to give to God. Can I tell you that if anybody misses heaven, it is because they held back a certain portion for themselves. But the Bible is full of people that held back things for themselves and they were judged out of the mouth of God. But God said when it comes out to your heart, you don't hold back and keep part of it for yourself, but you give it all. Can I tell you that if you hold back, you have your reward. But if you're willing to give it all, he said, I will give you eternal life. He said, I will take you to a city whose builder and maker is God. Can I tell you that it's not in this world that you're supposed to have your hope. It's not in this world that all your hope comes from. The Bible declares if all your hope is in this world, you're like most men, most miserable and most wretched. See, the prophet comes to the water. And he says the first part of the water, he recognizes the water is ankle deep. What do you mean, Brother Hurt? Are you an ankle deep saint? I mean, Brother Hurt, we understand that if we're ever going to walk with God, we've got to have water. We understand that we've got to be willing to stir up the gift of God that is in us. We understand that you've got to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And we understand the need for the filling of the Holy Ghost. But can I tell you this morning that God is looking for someone that will at least get their foot in. There's some of you in this room, uh, praise the Lord, that you refuse uh, to get your foot wet. Uh, You refuse to step into the will of God. Uh, You refuse uh, to step into that living water. You refuse uh, to step into the flow. Can I tell you that sometimes we only want to be ankle deep uh, because we want to maintain control. I don't want to get so deep that the water begins to move me. I never want to get so deep where the water begins to shift me and begins to shake me. I just want to be in it deep enough to say I got my foot wet. I got my foot wet in ministry. I got my foot wet at the altar. I got my foot wet uh, at church. I got my foot wet in the sanctuary. I went and did outreach. I got my foot wet. Are you a foot wetter Christian? Are you somebody that says, I want to get deep in the water. I want to get so deep in the water that I can depend. Where I say that the only way I'm going to make it is going to be by the will of God, by the help of God. Ankle deep. Ankle deep. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, 
Brother Hurd, I, 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 had a, I had a dream last night. And, you know, the Lord's been dealing with me about, um, you know, about doing more. I, I, I had a dream that, that, that I was supposed to be a missionary. Really? Yeah, I, I know that he's called me, but, but, but I'm just, I'm fighting. See, the problem is you've got drunk off the people's testimonies that played with the will of God. And, and they told it in a way that made it cute and you took it like it was something cute. I mean, I, I, you know, I went to college and I, I ran from God. I, I ran from the ministry and I, I just kept running and just kept running. Like, like, like God is sitting back trying to play cat and mouse with you. Can I tell you that the will of God is not a cat and mouse game? It's not a cat and mouse game. The will of God is a death and life game. You don't want to play with the will of God. You don't want to play with God. God and say, well, I'm just going to let God flirt with me, honey. You better understand. You got to make up in your mind whether or not you're going to get into the water or whether or not you're not going to get into the water. But you can't do what status quo people say. And they go, Can I talk to somebody in this room? You don't have to wait till you graduate from college to do the will of God. You might not wake it out of college. It might be the will of God that keeps you from dying before you leave college. But if you would be the person that says, God, what do you mean, Brother Her? God is here this morning because he's got some issues with some people that refuse to do what God tells them to do. You've got more excuses than you've got truth. You've made more room for the excuses for why you still have not done that Bible study, for why you still have not went out and planted that church, for why you still have not quit that job yet, for why you still have not gotten involved with this part of the ministry in your church. You've got more excuses that you live by than truth that you are governed by. Can I tell you, he said, you will know the truth and the truth will make you free but if all you've got are excuses then the only thing you've got is a reason why you're still bound a reason why you're still in chains a reason why you have a bondage the reason why excuses give you the reason why truth gives you the reason how but we're more connected to the reason why we're in our problem than we can get connected to the reason how we can get out of our problem. Some of us are just plain selfish. It's no different the how, the, the, the person that is connected to the reason why I'm in this position and the person that's walking in truth of how they can come out. It's that, that mentality, that selfishness is no different than the selfishness of angels that lost their first estate. 
I mean, they, they had this, but, but, but they wanted that. What do you mean? They, they had this, but, but they wanted that. God had a plan for this. They had a plan for that. Can I talk to somebody in this room? You've got to learn whether or not your life is going to be governed by this or your life is going to be governed by that. Either you're going to fulfill this or you're going to fulfill that. But you can't fulfill this and that at the same time and expect that you're going to please God. You've got to deny yourself. Get in there. Get my ankle deep. You know, anybody that knows me know I love the fish. But anybody that knows me know I hate getting in the water. When I dock my boat, you should see me, even by myself. I see those guys, they just they just get in the water and just push the boat. No, that's not me. I pull that pickup truck back and I'll, I'll climb on stuff and you'd think I was Spider-Man. When me and my wife go on vacations, I think it's we, we go on vacations, we always go where there's water. I get my feet in the sand, she gets her feet, her whole body gets in the water. I haven't put my whole body in that kind of water. I don't know, 16, 17 years. I love to drink it, but I don't like to get in it. So then I was like, well, we're over here in Mexico or we're over here in Jamaica. I got to get my feet wet to at least say that I put my foot, that I got in the water. So what I do is I come in and I put my foot in enough to say I did something. Are you the saint that you do just enough to say you did something? You do just enough to say you are involved. You do just enough or not about that person. What about the person that did enough back in the day, but you're doing nothing right now? You were waiting in the water back in the day, but right now, you just got your foot wet. You're sitting back looking at what everybody else is doing. You're talking about how you used to swim. But where are you swimming now? Can I tell you that God doesn't want to hear your tears. God wants to see a decision. See, I've come to tell you today that some of us, uh, I thank God for every person that's going to mourn. I thank God uh, for every person that's going to come to this altar and cry. I thank God for every person that will kneel down on their face before the Lord. But after you kneel down on your face, uh, you got to get in the water. You got to get in the water. See, some of us uh, have become professional at Pentecost. Uh, we're professional tear breakers. Uh, we're professional when it comes out to crying about what we've done wrong. Uh, but we've learned how to get the forgiveness of God. By
voice of God, but we reject the direction of God. After you have sinned, after you have recognized that you're in disagreement, that God is in disagreement with your lifestyle and with your actions. You come, you confess your fault before the Lord. And because you have an advocate with the Father, he restores the blood to your life. But after you have received the blood from the advocate, you've got to receive direction from that same advocate. Can I tell you, you can't go back to your own vomit. You say, well, preacher, I hold a sign up inviting people to church. That's fine. I've learned that based upon your stature, Brother McGirt, what may be waist deep for me might be ankle deep for somebody else. What may be wasting for you might be over somebody else's face for somebody else. That's why you can't judge the commitment based upon what you see other people do. Listen, God's going to judge your commitment based based upon what he's called you to do. Based upon what you're capable of doing. What do you mean? I expect you to be, I expect you to be able to see above the water when you're seven foot tall and the water is only four feet deep. But can I talk to somebody in this room? What's wrong with you? You've been living for God for all of these years, but all you want to do is attach yourself to a legacy, but yet you're still alive. Can I tell you that God didn't call you to a legacy? He called you to a destiny. We're not trying to hold on to no other legacy than the blood of Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus. We don't need another legacy. The Jesus took care of that. We need some people that look like Paul that said, I forget the things that are behind me. I look to the things that are before me. I press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling that's in Jesus Christ. Enough to say I prayed. Enough. Your your prayer life is ankle deep because you know how to talk in tongues, but you've forgotten how to talk to God in English. Some of you are talking in tongues and you're not even talking in tongues by the spirit anymore. You're just talking, you're just up there rambling your mouth. And because you can feel something, you expect that you're in the spirit. You're not in the spirit. Sometimes some of you are just rambling your mouth. Why are you just rambling your mouth? Because you want to feel like you're doing 
something deep. You want to feel like you're doing something spiritual. You feel like you can talk to God in tongues, but you don't know how to talk to him in English. Honey, you ain't got a relationship with God, but the only thing you can do is tongue talk, but you can't speak to him in English. Why? Because when he talks to you, he ain't talking to you in tongues. He's going to talk to you in the midnight hour in English. What do you mean, Brother Heard? God said, I want you to get rid of every area of your life that is hypocritical. I want you to examine the motives of your life. I want you to examine the intention. You got to understand, God judges the motive and the intent of the heart. What are your intentions? Ankle deep. Because see, when the, when the, I, I don't like getting too deep into the water because the, the Bible says that they it, it went from ankle deep and then went to knee deep. See, I don't like the knee deep water because, see, with, at least with the ankle deep, I can stand flat footed. And, and if anything, I can just kind of feel the sand underneath my feet kind of shifting as the water current begins to go. But, but when it comes down to knee deep, uh, see, sometimes there's too much movement in the knee deep. And see, see the issue is, brother, hurt doesn't like to be involved doesn't want to be in water that's bigger than him see if I'm in a swimming pool I can control that but something that's moving it wants to control me I don't want to be in something that's going to push me in a direction but there's something about control that wants to either stay in the direction that I'm at or move in a direction opposite of what the current wants to push you in but can I talk to somebody in this room some of you hate that knee deep water why? Because there's too much movement. You just know how to resist. You want to stay where you're at. See, some people, they're in the ankle deep water. Praise the Lord. They're ankle deep. They want to be able to come and go as they want. They want to be able to come and go as they please. They want to do whatever they want to do with their own life. What do you mean? I've got a job. I've got a career. I've got a vacation. I've got this. I've got that. I've got stocks. I've got bonds. I've got to go to New York. I've got to go to California. I've got my own life that I'm living but God is saying I didn't bring you into this world to live your own life he said I brought you into this world that you would have everlasting life can I talk to somebody in this room don't forfeit the everlasting life because you want to live your own life you forfeit the rights to new life when you are bent on living your own life. If you're going to live your own life, then let me see yourself get up out of the grave on the third day. Let me see you get up on the rapture. Let me see you live your own life on the other side of hell. You say it's worth living, but is it worth keeping you? See, Everlasting life is worth living, and it says it's worth keeping you. But living your own life, you say it's worth living, but it says I ain't going to keep you. You serve it, but it don't serve you. You serve it, but it does nothing for you. It provides you no benefit. You become a servant 
to a heavy taskmaster. I don't want to. Brother Hurt, I'm moving from the foot deep. I'm getting ready to step into the knee deep. What do you mean the knee deep, saint? I'm the needy person that, 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 that I don't want to. I'm, I'm at least not the person that's not all the way plugged in. I'm not the ankle deep person. But I'm also not the waist deep person. I'm in between. I'm the person that you know. You see me. I'm going to be there. I'm going to do just enough, but no more. When I'm tired, I'm tired. When I'm done, I'm done. Don't expect from me to make any new commitments. Why? Because, you know, Brother Hurt, I've been a... I've been on the praise team all my life. That's just what I do. You expect for me to do anything more than that, you got a problem. Make commitments. I have no room for commitments. I got a life. How many people will stand before God on the day of judgment and the reason why they miss the straight gate was because they had a broad life. I have a question. How is your pathway? Do you got more room to fit more cardinal stuff in? Or is it narrow? Is it, is it straight? Is it narrow? See, see, the thing is, the only way we're going to find it is if we search for him with all of our heart. That, that means that, that we have to be sold on him while we're seeking him. That's why he said, deny yourself. Because if you don't deny yourself, you will never find him. The prophet says that afterward he said again he measured a thousand and brought me through the waters and the waters were to the knees have you ever been in that knee deep water a little bit of movement but can I tell you moving water is not for something that just wants to stand still in the middle of the water If something is standing still in the middle of moving water, it should be for purification. You know, you purify things. Stones, water is purified. You can can clean something. Are you, does God have you in a position in the middle of the water because he's purifying you and he's cleaning you up? Or is it a control issue? 
you know, you say, well, preacher, I'm not the, I'm not the preachy type. Lift your hands. said, talk to the Lord. I got to make a decision. You got to determine whether or not, young man, you're going to make your football, your career, or you're going to do the ministry that God's called you to do. Either you're going to want to be the star athlete in the school, or you're going to be the person that's going to bring revival to the school. Either you're going to be the person that you want to be the popular one or you're going to do the will of God and start that P7 club. God brings you to a point. See, the river will take you places that your feet can't go. The river will bring you to places that your feet cannot take you to. But many times we don't want that because we don't know the direction that the river will carry us. Because when you get into the current, the current will always take you far away from where your feet first touch the ground at. you got family they live in ankle deep maybe you you were raised in an ankle deep home maybe your parents were knee deep saints maybe at one time your family were swimmers but now they've just come down to their knees now they're just they're, they're, they're just knee deep kind of people there is a commitment that is required to resist and there's a commitment that is required to deny and if you're ever going to be successful in denying yourself you've got to be committed and if you're ever going to be successful in resisting God you've got to be committed to that if we're not careful we'll develop a generation of people who will only go in but waist deep but nobody knows how to swim anymore I've come to tell 
know this Antioch church. I thank God for your legacy. I thank God for where you've been. But something has happened where the people that were once swimming are no longer swimming anymore. A church that was full of swimmers has become a church full of waders. A church that was full of swimmers has become a church full of deep, deep, deep saints. Knee deep. Ankle deep. Swimmers. What do you mean? I, I won't make a commitment until someone tells me what to do. What do you mean? You, you want to swim, but you want to control it. What do you mean, Brother Hurt? I thank God for your leaders. I thank God for what it ha- this church has come to. But can I tell you, they didn't get this far. I just playing with water to the knees. They didn't walk this kind of, you can't walk the river. They got here on the current. It took a current. It took a flow. It took a moving water. And somebody that would get in the water and just say, Lord, have at it. Lord, take me wherever you want me to go, wherever you want me to do, wherever you want to bring me to. That's where I'm going. I'm not going to try to control the current. I'm going to let the current control me. See, I feel the current. See, when the when the current controls you, the current pick you up and say, "I'm moving you to Tennessee." You're gonna start a church right there in Tennessee. You go, current, but 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 I don't I don't know nobody in Tennessee. The current don't care. The current don't care who you know. The current don't care where you come from. The current is just looking for somebody that's willing to flow. But we don't want to flow. You know why? Because we're scared. So now what happens is we got a bunch of people. You got your ankle deep. You got your knee deep. And you got your waist deep. And the waist deep, you know, the ankle deep, they can just walk around, they do what they ever want to, whatever they want to do, you know. They're, they're, they're not, they're shallow, extremely shallow. But their feet are wet. Then you got the knee deep person, they're, they're there, but, you know, they're, they're not like the waist deep person, but, you know, they're just kind of in between and they just kind of, they, they, they got control. The waist deep. You know, it's your way, some of us, unless you're kind of built different, you know. <laughs> but for the most part, if you're up to your waist, you're almost halfway there. Some people have longer legs, shorter legs and longer, you know, longer up top. But if you are, you know, waist deep, the person that you're halfway in and you're halfway out. I'm halfway in this thing. 
And I'm halfway out of this thing. I don't want it to cover me. I am committed up here. But anything that requires me to depend upon the flow of the current, I'm against. So what do you mean? This, you ever try to walk through moving water and it's up to your waist? All it takes is just one wind or one little boat to move by and the storm you completely off. It's actually harder to swim waist deep, to walk waist deep, than it is to swim with the current. But people that refuse to swim with the current, it's because they don't want to change their location. You like where you're at. See, see you. So you become the person, well, Brother Hurt, I don't want to fail. I, 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 I would do it, but, but I just, you know, Pastor, what we need, you know, before we go out into the deep, we, we need some swimming classes. I, you ever, I'd be like, Sister, you need to pray. I, I, I don't know, well, how do I pray? You got to believe God. Well, well, can you tell me how to believe God? You got you got to trust. Well, how do I trust Him? You know. Well, you you got to you you got to you got to believe Him. You got to choose whether or not you're gonna you're gonna say, Lord, I'm going to take everything that you say at your word, and I'm going to I'm going to trust you. I'm going to give myself to this, and I'm going to resist any other thought or any other idea. Well, well, how do you do that? See, the thing is, it's not that you don't know how to do it. It's a thing called control. See, it's not See, it's not that you don't know how to do it. It's that you don't want to do it. And you're actually looking for a way to do it that you can control it. What do you mean, Brother Heard? Can, can I tell you there's enough people in this room, there's enough uh, meat that has been deposited within your spirit uh, that you can turn this area upside down, uh, you can turn this region upside down. Honey, you can turn the world upside down. But after you've prayed in the spirit, can you swim in it? Can you walk in it? I know you can minister with the current. But can you live with it? Can you live in the current? Can you trust? See, some of us, we don't trust God. We trust ourselves. I mean, be honest. Because you're never going to, listen, God's not, you're not going to be able to deceive God. 
Some of you just need to tell God, I don't, I don't trust you. Instead of keep telling him you trust him and you don't, and you're just staying in ankle deep water. Because if not, then we'll start coming up with, you know, well, saints, what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to start, you know, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to have a, we're going to have a preaching seminar and we're going to teach you how, how, how to doggy paddle and we're going to teach you how to swim upstream and downstream. We're going to teach you all these mechanics and all these different things so that you can be a better swimmer. But what happened to the person that came in that just had a hunger and a love for God and just was like, Lord, I trust you. Lord said, get in the water. You get in the water. He says, get in a little bit more. You get in a little bit more. I want you to get in deeper. And you just say, okay. Why? Because you felt comfort in trusting God. When you trust him, you will obey him. When you trust him, you'll surrender. When you trust him, you do whatever it takes to keep your feet off the ground and get your feet into the current and swim downstream. It's not going to be by just your own strength. The current will carry you farther than what you can swim on your own. You say, what preacher? I'm not like Pastor Wright. I'm not like Bishop. I'm not like, listen. You can be like them. How? Get in deeper. The only difference right now is that you want to stay in ankle knee deep water or waist deep water. Or those you've got others that say, you know what? I want to get into the slope. I want to get into the current. I want to get into that moving water. I want to get into the flow of God's spirit. See, I've never fished a river. I've always fished lakes. Why? Because the river is always moving. I want to be able to stay in a spot and not have to tie myself down to something. It takes work. To resist the river. Bible declares every time that angel began to measure it, it began to get wider and wider and wider and wider and wider. To the prophet said, he said, 
had come to a point, he said, afterward he measured in the river, measured a thousand, and it was a river. He said, I couldn't even pass over it. See, the thing is, as long as the measuring, as, the, as long as the angel kept making the measurements, it got deeper. Not just wider, but deeper. But the thing is, some of us, when the angel starts stretching things, we're like, all right, stop. God starts stretching things. And your wife says, stop. The children say, stop. Please. Don't make it any deeper. But I've got souls downstream that are dying. I'll walk it. But I don't want to swim it. But by the time you walk it, they'll be dead. I'm afraid of deep water. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time. It's easier for me. I'll save them if you bring them upstream. Lord, if you can work a miracle and bring me downstream, I believe that you could work a miracle and bring them upstream. Why is it that you can believe that God can do anything but move you? What are you going to do? Are you going to be the saint, the ankle deep? I just come to church. I, I didn't come for all this. What time is it? I'm ready to go. I've got some places i got to go. Are you the ankle deep? I, I, I just, I'm only concerned about do you have a children's, do you have a, 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 a nursery? What do you what do you, what do you what fun things are you doing for the children in the youth group? That's that's my only concern. Are you are you the ankle deep? Where, where where's your coffee shop? You know, there's churches for everybody. We just specialize in ankle deep. Ankle deep ministry. That's what they start need to start coming out with. Ankle deep ministry. We don't want no problems. We just want to make it easy for you. How can we do to help life better for you? Because you're important to us. You're important to God. 
and souls are dying because you won't go play the church. Souls are dying because you won't be the missionary that he called you to be. Souls are dying because you won't get a church bus. Souls are dying because you won't build a, build a Bible study group. Souls are dying because of your insecurity and your pride. Let them die, God. I stay right here in ankle deep water. Your children looking at you like, Mom, what a man, the preacher's preaching. What what are you going to do? Honey, you want to go to Golden Corral? You don't deserve to eat, you deserve to die. You can sit back and you can let a world go to hell while you sit back and talk about how dark it is. But you refuse to be light. It's amazing how you'll get on Facebook whenever something crazy happens in the world and talk about how the world is so dark. And y'all better get y'all's act together because Jesus is coming back. When you've been holding the light and the reason why they're walking in darkness is because you're not shining your light. He said, I couldn't pass over it. Waters were risen. What was the What was the river? going in direction of it was going right down to the desert. Oh, I don't want to go down there. Uh, can, can I go to Annapolis? I don't want to go to the desert. Oh, I don't want to go down there. That's a little dark. That's a little, little dry. The lonely down there. Please don't take on the spirit of Jonah. See, you think that's a cute story. He was just running from the ministry. He was just running from God. God kills people that run from him. It's not... And I speak this to some of the second and third and fourth generation apostolics that are here. Because you think it's cute. Like, you know, I've been, the Lord called me when I was in preschool and I just, I just thought I was just scared. I just like, no. (laughs) That's not cute. You're an accessory to murder. 
What are you doing to help? What are you doing to help? I don't want to go down to the desert. Lord, I'd ride the river if we were going somewhere comfortable. I'd ride the river to Cayman Islands. I'll ride it to Hawaii. I'll ride it to the Caribbean. But the desert, Lord, the Lord said, Anything that's living down there, if it moves, I'm a resurrected. Wait a minute, brother. See, some of us, you're here right now, and you've been changed by the moving water. The water's still moving, but it needs people to get down there. Where are the deserts in your city? He doesn't give you a desert based upon your personality. Your ministry is not centered upon your personality, upon what type of neighborhood you like or where you come from. If if you're from Jamaica, he can plant you right in the middle of Chinatown. And you don't even know how to speak Chinese. And you might like Thai food instead of Chinese food. He's not trying to fit your preference, your personality. It's not about that. It's about your obedience. He's able to do. Jesus said, it's not I that do the work, but it's the Father that is in me. It's he that does the work. Now what happens when the water that's moving is not just outside of us, but it's in us. And we we stop the flow of it then we can become accessory to murder. Why? Because we never let the Spirit of God flow through us when we came in contact with dead people or with people that were moving, but they were in a desert place. And you concealed it instead of revealing it. You say, Brother Hurt, This service today is not a service where you just go home and pray on it. Oh, no. This is not the day where you just go home and pray. Some of you are suffering financially like crazy. Some of it, some there's some of you in this room, you're suffering financially like crazy. Some of it's just life. There are a few of you in this room, it is because you're not obeying God with your life. He is allowing there to be disruption and discomfort. He said, because I'd rather kill your finances than to have these souls lost. He's moving you to a decision. You want to save your career or do you want to save the loss? Brother Hurt, I got all these student loans. And, and Brother Hurt, God didn't tell you to take them all out. 
God, God did but, but, but I had, I had great ambitions. Yeah, but, but, but while you had those great ambitions, you knew what the call of God was. And you ran from it. So now you're trying to drag your ambitions in with the call of God. I'll go there, but I, I need something that'll fit my career. I'll go there, but, but I need something that will fit, you know, the kind of neighborhood that I'm in right now. I'll make the adjustments. I'll do whatever he's telling me to do, but, 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 but it's only by, by this. You know, God, I want my kids in a certain school system. So, you mean to tell me that you are a recipient of the blood of Jesus and the resurrection of Christ and you have been redeemed. He has kept you from going to hell and your children and you and your bad kids you're concerned about your bad kids going to the same kind of school? Well, you're not realizing that you're training them to walk outside of the will of God. What's the point of them going to different schools when they may be going to the same hell? That you're refusing to take your children to do the will of God. Saying, Brother Hurd, I'm, I'm telling you, you've got to make a choice. See, sometimes we're too connected to the people that are, na- that are ankle deep. See, when you're, it's hard to carry on a conversation with things that don't matter when you're swimming. Everything offends you when you're standing knee deep in the water. You see every problem going on around you when you're only ankle deep. But when you're swimming, you got to focus. I've got to get upstream. I've got to get upstream. i got to get downstream. i got to get downstream. Offended people. People be like, you ever had a swimmer? You, when you swim it, somebody want to come up and just run into you and talk to you? No, talk to me when I, you can't even carry on a conversation that is worthless and meaningless when you're swimming. (laughs) But the ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep, they just sit around fellowshipping, hands in their pocket. You see that problem over there? Yeah, I see that, yeah. Did you see what the preacher did? Yeah. You see what Sister Becky did? You see what Sister Tanya did? You see everything in the mission. You see everything around you but the mission. That's why you're offended. That's why you're, listen, young man, young lady, that's why your mom's bitter. That's why she cusses after church. She speaks in tongues. Yes, she got the Holy Ghost. She speaks in tongues at church. But she cusses when she gets home. 
because she's only ankle deep. Don't let her tongue talking make you think she's deeper than what she is. You can talk in tongues, but you can't swim in it. Oh, hold on. You can talk in tongues, but just because you're talking in tongues don't mean you're swimming. You can talk in tongues and still be knee deep in commitment. Waist deep in commitment. God says, how committed are you? And tonight, we're going to know, this morning, we're going to know your commitment. Based upon whether or not your feet are on the ground or if your feet leave the ground. Either you're going to walk out of here or you're going to swim out of here. Husbands, wives, ask them what we're going to do. Or no, ask them what you're going to do. What you're going to do. Ask them. Come on, y'all ain't ask them. I told you, ask them. What you going to do? What we going to do? You lift your heads. You got to get to the desert. You got to get beyond the waist deep, halfway in and halfway out. You got to get all the way under. You got to get fully wet. Come on, you can't preach that there must be full submersion in water baptism and only going to go waist deep in commitment to the current. Come on, you, you can't tell the Catholics that, they, that, that they, can't, they can't sprinkle, but you have a sprinkling commitment when it comes down to your relationship with God. Come on, if you're going to preach that a person needs to be fully baptized, fully submerged, but then say you can only be, you can be halfway submerged in your commitment to God, you're missing it. You've got to be fully submerged in water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, and you've got to be fully submerged in commitment to the will of God. That's where you lose all rights to self. That's when you don't tell God what you're going to do and what you're not going to do. You're going to say, yes, Lord, I'm going to obey your will, Lord. Whatever you desire, Lord, whatever your plans are, Lord, that's what I'm going to do. Come on, you can run the aisles when you're in knee-deep water. But God said, I'm tired of you just running the aisles. I want you to swim the river. He says, you got to swim the river. Any fathers in this room that say, I'm going to swim the river? Any wives in this room that say, I'm going to swim the river? Are there any young men in this room? I'm going to swim the river.
I don't know where it's going to take me, but I know that in the end, the will of God is going to be accomplished. One thing I do know, I can't stay where I'm at. Come on. Anybody in this room this morning going to leave where you're at and swim? Not just swim in an altar. The water, it flowed from the altar, but it flowed eastward. It flowed in the direction of the desert. See, sometimes we want to keep the water on the altar. But Ezekiel saw something. He saw the water just wasn't on the altar. The water flowed from the altar. The water flowed. Come on. That, that means uh, that whatever you get at this altar, you should be able to flow from it. And it should take you to somebody's desert. Come on, God said today, somebody has got to get into the flow and flow right down to somebody's desert. If your, if your flow only takes you from home to church, you're not on that river. If you are, you're just ankle deep. But, but God said, there's some places uh, that I want you to reach uh, that you will never reach uh, unless uh, you get your whole body into this water and begin to swim these waters. You can't walk it. You can't wade it. You gotta swim in it. You gotta move beyond the place uh, where you can fill the ground uh, with the bottom of your feet and say, Lord, uh, I just wanna feel the waves uh, moving me. I wanna feel the waves uh, moving me in the right direction. Come on. Come on. It's time to swim. You can't swim and complain at the same time. You'll lose your breath. Come on, you can't bicker and backbite and swim at the same time. You'll lose your breath. You can't get caught up in the affairs of this life and swim at the same time. You will lose your breath. Come on, in the name of Jesus. You get into the flow of the spirit. You start saying, Lord, I'm going to surrender my perfect will. I'm going to surrender. I'm going to let you push me in the directions. I'm going to let you lead me and move me into directions. I've never done it before. I've never been there before. I've never said it before. I've never preached before. I've never prayed before. I've never fasted before. But I'm going to do it. Why? Because I feel the current moving me. I feel the spirit moving me. I feel the waters moving me. Come on, in the name of Jesus, uh, you need to get so caught up uh, in the Holy Ghost uh, that the Holy Ghost uh, begins to move you 
I don't want to just walk in the Holy Ghost. I want to swim in it. Come on, is there anybody in this room? You want to swim in this thing? Come on, in the name of Jesus. Lord, wherever you lead me, I will follow. Wherever you want me to go, I will go. Whatever you want me to say, I will say. Whatever you want me to do, I will do. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Somebody stand to your feet right now. Come on, there's got to be somebody in this house that says my commitment is going to a whole nother level. See, I controlled the commitment when it came down to me being ankle deep, deep beat and waist deep. But when I get into the water and I begin to swim, the Lord begins to control my commitment. Come on, in the name of Jesus. You move from the position of moving yourself and you move into this position where you let the waters move you. You let the spirit move you. You let the God of your salvation move you. You'll keep on moving if you refuse to put your foot down and get settled where you're at. You'll keep on swimming as long as you refuse to put your foot down and get settled. What do you mean by the herd? I'm not trying to find the shore. I'm trying to find the desert place. I'm not trying to find the shore. I'm trying to find the desert place. Take me to the desert place so that they can live. Take me to the desert place so that they can live come on in the name of Jesus you've got to disciple somebody come on you've got to disciple somebody not just somebody else doing all the discipleship come on when was the last time you gathered three men together and say I'm going to pour in you every single day come on you've got to get in the water Come on, you've got to get in the water. Come on, you've got to get out of the place of shallow commitment. I get into the place where you engulf with the waves, but you're still pushing. You're engulfed with the waves, but you're still pushing. Come on, when you're swimming upstream, when you're swimming downstream, sometimes you may run into logs. Sometimes you might run into debris. Sometimes you might run into trees. But if you keep on pushing, if you're keep on pushing you're going to reach that destination come on in the name of Jesus you should expect a radical transformation you should expect a radical transformation you should expect Come on, come on, you got to understand a river, it moves with aggression. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Sometimes when you're going down the river, you can't even think. Come on, you want to be so given to the aggressive move of God that you've lost all rights to even think about what you're doing. I'm just surrendering. Whatever God says do, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to submit the will of God to my carnal way of thinking. But I'm going to submit myself to the perfect will of God. And we're going to see the glory of the Lord. Come on, in the name of Jesus.
come on. Come on, we got to make a decision. Come on, we got to make a decision. Don't just pray about the decision that has to be made. You got to put it to action. Sometimes we just say, Lord, I want to do your will. We just pray that, uh, but yet we won't do the will. Come on, you need to find out what the will of God is at the altar and flow from the altar to the desert. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Come on, uh, Ezekiel didn't just see a lake under the altar. He saw a river. He didn't just see a retention pond under the altar. He saw a river. There should be a flow that takes you from point A to point B. There should be some direction that flows from your altar. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Come on, if you need to be healed, uh, come on, if there's people in this room uh, that need to be healed, uh, come on, they're in the desert place. Uh, you have a responsibility to send water to the desert place. Uh, come on, in the name of Jesus. Uh, if you have that well of living water on the inside of you, that well uh, should send you into the direction of people that live in desert places. Uh, come on, in the name of Jesus. Uh, he said, wherever you come in contact with uh, that moves, uh, he said, it shall live. Uh, come on, in the name of Jesus, uh, you need to start looking uh, for moving things, uh, but they're in a desert place. Uh, come on, you have the power to transform people who are in a dry place, uh, people that are in a wilderness, uh, people that are in a dead place, uh, people that are in captivity. You have the authority. Come on, if you know that they don't have the Holy Ghost, uh, bring the river to them. Uh, if you're seated next to somebody that don't have the Holy Ghost, uh, bring the river to them. Uh, if you're seated next to somebody that's not been baptized uh, in the name of Jesus Christ, uh, bring the river to them. Uh, if you know somebody that's afflicted in their body, bring the river to them. But the river wants to move you beyond your 10-foot comfort zone. Oh, my Come on. It's time to cast aside the fear. Come on, it's time to cast aside the fear. You say, preacher, I don't know how to swim. Come on, God's going to keep you. Come on, God's going to keep you. You got to surrender yourself to the current. The current's not going to drown you. But I'd rather drown in the presence of God and be kept by God. than to die in the shallow end of the lake. Come on, in the name of Jesus. There are souls that are dependent upon you. There are souls. 
Lord, I don't know who this couple is, but God, I pray that you will anoint them. I pray that you put your spirit upon them. I pray, Lord God, that they will follow the will of your current in the name of Jesus. Let them walk away from fear. Let them cast aside the fear. Let them cast aside the fear in the name of Jesus. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Come on, in the name of Jesus. God is doing a new thing in your life. I know you said, Lord, it feel like my feet are just getting wet and you wanted to push me already. He said, yes, I'm pushing you already. Come on, in the name of Jesus. He is going to give you a whole city. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Sister, do not be dismayed by the voices of those that don't like your move. You're moving with the Lord. You're moving with the Holy Ghost. He said, I'm in what you're doing. He said, you're in the perfect will of God. In the name of Jesus. Come on. You've got to push. Come on, you've got to make a decision. Are there any mothers in this room? Are there any elders in this room? Are there any elderly people in this room? We need you to get in the river. He said the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. There's not one reason why you couldn't pay $10 works out of this church within the next year. Come on, there's no reason why. But we need somebody that will get into the river. Somebody, what God's looking for, he's looking for somebody and to come and say, preacher, I'm here to work. Then to show up and say, I'm here to work. I've never been used of God before, but I'm ready to be used. I'm here to work. I'm here to do the will of God. I'm here to surrender. Come on, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, you can turn a region upside down. Come on, he can send some of you to the east. He can send some of you to the west. He can send some of you to the south. Come on, there's a ministry that's going to flow from this place. It's going to shake the east. It's going to shake New England. Come on, there's somebody in this church. The Lord said, I want to send you to New England. Come on, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, sometimes you've got to get up and go. Sometimes you just got to get up and go. Oh, Kobasi, come on, in the name of Jesus.
Come on. I remember years ago, I was sitting in an Applebee's and I was vacillated between whether or not I was going to plant a church or not. My ministry of evangelism was already taken over. We had already been evangelizing, I believe, for about eight years during that time. God was doing great things among us, but I was sitting back, choosing, trying to figure out whether or not I was going to walk away from planting the work or whether or not I was going to obey God. I walked into an Applebee's, an old prophet, the man's dead now, but he was an old prophet. He was there at the Applebee's and he looked at me. He said, young man, we never had a conversation. He wasn't familiar with me planting this work, but he came to me and said, young man, he said, the Lord told me to tell you, you've got 90 days to do this thing. You've got 90 days to plant the work. I was a procrastinator. I was a person that kept looking for every single excuse. I was trying to push my way out because I'd never done it before. I was fearful of stepping out into something new. He said, preacher, the Lord said 90 days. If you don't do it in 90 days, you're going to miss it. He said, if you don't do it in 90 days, you're going to miss it. He said, I've got people right now. The Lord said, he's got people in that city waiting on you to come right now. He said, there are people that are waiting for you to come. He did not know that I had already had it set on the calendar 90 days from the time I was at that table that I had set that I was going to have our first service. We had already been having prayer meetings. We had already been having Bible studies. But I was hesitant. I was scared. I was nervous. But can I tell you, it was one of the best decisions I ever made when I walked up from that table and I said, I'm getting ready to swim. I'm getting ready to get into the water. I'm going to flow. Can I talk to somebody? That church is having revival right now. I've come to tell somebody in this room, you have got to get into the flow. You have got to get out of the knee deep water. You got to get out of the ankle deep water. You got to get out of the waist deep water. And you've got to swim the current. You've got to swim the current. You've got to swim the current. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Come on, there needs to be some folk uh, this weekend uh, calling the pastor. Pastor, I need to talk to you. I need to talk to you. I, I gotta have a conversation with you. There's some things that the Lord uh, has been dealing with me. I, I can't push it back no more. I'm ready to do the will of God. Come on, there's gotta be some people that's gonna say, Pastor, I, the, the preacher, he's talking to me. I feel little God to do a daughter work. I feel led of God to help in a daughter work. I feel led of God. I feel that of the Lord. I feel like uh, he's pushing me. He's been putting uh, this one particular country on my mind. Uh, listen, uh, you don't have to speak that language. Uh, all you need to be able to speak uh, is the language of the scripture. Can I tell you And you can speak the language of the scripture? Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Come on, in the name of Jesus.
Come on. You got to dig up the fallow ground of your heart. Got to dig up the fallow ground in your home. Come on, dig it up. Tell your children we're moving. Tell your wife we're getting ready to move. Where we're moving. We're moving downstream. We're getting ready to get on the river. We're getting ready to ride the river. We're getting ready to ride the river. Can I tell you, church? This church was not planted in the shallow end. This church was planted on the river and was planted in the deep areas of the river. He said, I shall be in you a well of living water. He said, you shall be as trees planted by the living Come on, in the name of Jesus, it's time to walk in deliverance. Come on, you're waiting for a position to open up here in Antioch. And God said, I got a position for you in another city. I got a position for you in a preaching point. I got a position for you in a Bible study. I got a position for you. Why are you waiting for a door to open up in this church when I'm opening up a door to you in your own neighborhood? I'm opening up a door to you in your own city. I'm opening up a door to you next door to the city you live in. He said, if you get the water there, he said, everything is moving. It's going to live. Come on, he said, I'm going to bring the water to the dead places. I'm going to take it. You're going to understand what it ends up. It ends up in the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea is a place of stagnated water. It's a place where there's nothing there that's alive. But the Lord said, I'm going to send the water to that river. I'm going to send the river to even the Dead Sea. And when it gets to the Dead Sea. He said, I'm going to revive it. Can I tell you, church, God said, I'm going to cause revival to flow in places that things haven't lived at in years. I'm telling you, church, God can take dead waters and take living water and turn it into take dead waters and turn it into living water when somebody will go in the direction of the flow of the river. Somebody else has got to go. Somebody has got to go. Somebody has got to answer the call of God. There are people dying downstream. Waiting for people to swim. From upstream. Will you get into the river? Will you walk away from the commitment? Will you walk away from the voices of dead souls crying out for help? Will you walk away and drown out the silence of the waves? Drown out the silence of voices crying out to God for help. Drowning it out by the sound of rushing waves calling you to come deeper, 
come closer. Your decision will change lives throughout eternity. Because when you die, what you did lives on. It's time to get out of shallow waters. And it's time to get into waters you can swim in. It's time to get out of shallow waters. It's time to get into waters. You can swim in. Not in retention ponds. Not in swamps. But in living water. A river that flows. To the lowest of lows. To the deserts of deserts to the dead places of dead places. A river of hope. A river of resurrection. A river of life. A river that flows. I want to be in the river. I want the river to be in me. I don't want to conceal the river. I want to reveal it. And many of you in this room, it's not your talent, it's not your eloquency of speech. It's the life that's in the river. There are many giants. You came in today, maybe you came in here. You've just been ankle deep, knee deep, or waist deep. 
But when you leave here, you're leaving here with direction. You're going to flow downstream and bring life to everything that's moving. It's time to get into rivers and waters you can swim in. In Jesus' name.